Good morning. Everybody doing okay today? All right, man. I don't know, man, if we like all the same stuff because I know we're different. But one thing that I like is seeing people, no matter if they're young as my daughter Mackenzie, all right, or, or they're older in their years, and I won't pick on anybody, all right, but I love looking at the, vi- the wide variety of ages praising God because that's what it's about. Man, let it only be about that. Let it only be about us coming together as one body unified in Christ and give him praise and glory. Man, that's what I hope our, uh, our prayer is for today. Check this out. Hey, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, and I really don't know if you do much thinking at all, all right? But, but one place that I do my thinking, all right, is when I'm mowing, Okay, and so, and so I don't know if you've ever found yourself behind a push mower, but, but there's, there's not a lot of sense that you really have to think about it unless you want to do a good job, all right? Because if you want to do a good job, Zach Potts knows that you keep those lines really straight. Man, even when you come back from one strip and you come back the other way, you overlap your track. You overlap about a wheel's width, all right, so that way you don't miss anything. And if you want to blow your neighbors away, you cut it at a diagonal. Because then when somebody goes by, they think, oh, man, they paid somebody to do that. And then the last thing you do when you get done, you don't drag your mower across your yard, all right? Because if you're OCD, then you'll just follow the lines, all right? You follow the line. Even though you already mowed right there, you just follow it out. Even if you got to walk all the way out in the street, come back around, and then put it in the garage, right? And so, man, I don't know if any of y'all relate to that, all right? So I love mowing. And not only do I love mowing, and I love mowing well, but I love the time that I have to think. Because when you're mowing, and, and, and you're not thinking too hard about, okay, I just got to keep this kind of straight, and then I got to turn around, and now I just got to make another straight line, all right? After you've already thought all that through, then you could just think about whatever's on your plate. So if you got some struggles, think about those struggles. If you got to do your finances, think about those finances, all right? But man, if you want to use your time wisely, give all glory to God, even while you're mowing, all right? But here's what I was thinking, all right? Last Thursday, man, I, I got out and I was doing some, one of my last mows before I don't have to mow any longer because the grass isn't really growing right now. And I started thinking about life's oddities. You know, the odd things about life. I don't know if you ever thought about them. Oxymorons. All right, I'm just going to throw it out there. There are some crazy word phrases that we use all the time, and we hear them all the time, but when you really think about them, they're a little odd, okay? And so, so here's what I've decided to do. I've decided to dig way back into the not-so-vast canyons of my brain, all right, and, and, and share some of those many oxymorons, those oddities that I seem to think are a little humorous, all right? So my friend Matt and Valerie, they're building a house. And so every now and then I'll, I'll, I'll be right next to Matt, and, and, and Matt will say, hold on, hold on, I need to take this. Hold on, it's, it's my builder. Hold on, I need to take this. And, and, and all I hear is, uh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, but, but, okay, but can you give me an accurate estimate? And I just kind of think, okay, an accurate. 
but an estimate. It's one of those odd things, all right? Uh, just like before we got started, all right? We have all these people up on the stage. Everybody is nervous. Not that y'all are ugly to look at or anything like that. They're just nervous. They want to do well, and their heart is just beating like this. And we say, it's okay, guys, guys, take a deep breath. Act naturally, all right? And, and, and we toss phrases out where you're acting, but, but we want you to be natural at the same time, all right? Uh, maybe you taste some of that good home cooking that your wife cooks up, and she gives you one of those desserts, and you're like, man, it's bitter. It's bittersweet. It's bittersweet, okay? Or, or maybe if you like me, you want seconds, and you're like, hey, I want, I want a bigger half, all right? So I'm going to just go through some of these I was jotting down. Sometimes I have to tell the youth, you know what? Listen, you're clearly confused about what's going on, and, and, and it doesn't really make sense, right? Okay, in history, we talk about the Civil War, all right? Uh, uh, maybe uh, if you go work out, uh, you, you, you find yourself in a cold sweat, all right? Um, man, teenagers, uh, we, we are great at uh, deliberately thoughtlessness, all right? Uh, uh, maybe uh, Shannon, who's a nurse, uh, maybe some of y'all can relate because you've either taken care of one, uh, uh, like a patient, or you've been this patient, but she would come home and say, man, I had the most demanding patient ever, and I just kind of I just kind of laugh, you know? Uh, in college, I was always hoping that they would give me an extended deadline, all right? Uh, I, I never did really want to sign up for elementary calculus, because even though it said it's elementary, man, it said it was calculus, okay? If you leave something in the, in the freezer too long, we, we say, oh, man, it tasted okay, but I think it had freezer burn, okay? That doesn't make sense. Uh, hey, follow me, follow me. All right, listen, we're going to go for a walk, uh, but we're going to go for a, a fast walk. The last time I thought that was a run, okay? Uh, maybe you might say, well, good grief. All right, uh, or, or, or go ahead, go ahead and, and back up. Okay, see, that doesn't make sense, all right? A graduate student, okay, uh, uh, the Great Depression, uh, we're going nowhere. Man, they gave our team a good beating, okay? Uh, there's, not, there's not anything good about, about getting beat, all right? Uh, man, I'm halfway done, okay? Uh, I, I saw something on Discovery Channel uh, about the Hell's Angels, okay? Man, uh, somebody committed a harmless crime. Y'all see where I'm going? We got a huge shortage of these right here on my list, all right? Man, y'all need to come catch up and, and climb up to the high ground. Or, or maybe you give somebody a high five, but don't give them a head butt, all right? Uh, the list goes on and on, okay? Uh, ill health, insane logic. Give me some of those jumbo shrimp. Do you like my lamp shade? Man, we live in a place with low altitude. Less is more. A live recording. Microsoft works. No, no, no it doesn't. Um, never again, all right? Never again. Uh, all these things are part of life's oddities. Man, I could keep on going, and I know what you're thinking, because I could go from A to Z, all right? And you're thinking, man, you have too much time on your hands. What do, what do we pay this guy to do? All right, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Life's oddities. All right, some are funny like oxymorons, and some are just plain weird, all right? While mowing, kind of thought about the fact that we drive on parkways, but we park on driveways, all right? It's weird, okay? Life's oddities. Check this out. Man, here's something that, that, that would take the case on the whole faction of weird, okay? I'm just going to throw it out here. I think this would take the case. A 28-year-old guy, okay? 28-year-old guy 
who never, ever walked in his whole entire life, even though he was perfectly healthy. Y'all with me? That's kind of weird. Man, uh, ask him about it, and he said, just never felt like it. He never got around to it. Maybe someday when he was older, okay? Guess what, RBC family, that's weird. And not only is that weird, that doesn't happen. Human babies who can walk, they always walk eventually. And if they don't or if they can't, it's because maybe some impairment, maybe they're not healthy, something is wrong, something needs some aid, something needs fixing. But guess what? I know some Christians who think it's perfectly normal not to walk in the way of Jesus Christ. That's weird. That's scary. In fact, our world would say, that's hypocritical, right? Man, I I don't know if you like stats, but one group that I like uh, is the Barna group. Because when the Barna group does a survey, man, they don't just do a survey, they do a survey well. And they said that when asked, people in their late teens, people in their 20s, only 16% of the large sample that they asked have a good impression on Christianity. Man, that's shocking commentary on the effectiveness of our Christian witness to an unbelieving world. Are y'all with me? That's odd. That's one of life's oddities. Because guess what? In the study, Barna Group, they approached this large sample of young non-Christians with 20 specific phrases. They gave them 10 positive phrases, and they gave them 10 negative phrases. And they asked them to identify which perceptions they most strongly associated with Christianity. So here's Barna Group. They're doing their survey. They take in a large sample of people who profess to not be believers in Christ, okay? They're not Christ's followers, okay? And, and when asked and given 10 positive 10 negative specific phrases and ask them to identify uh, which perceptions they most strongly associated with Christianity. Check this out. Nine out of the top 12 perceptions were negative. Nine out of the top 12 were negative. 78% of polled said Christianity is too old-fashioned. The second most 85% of the people polled said Christianity is judgmental. And then the most commonly referred to phrase, almost 90%, said Christianity is hypocritical. The Christians who I come in contact with are really just hypocrites. See, the researchers, they noted that it was surprising how many of the respondents' negative perceptions of Christianity were actually rooted in specific stories in personal interactions with Christians and in churches. Let me break this down. So Barna Group, they went out, they polled a large sample of people who said that they are non-believers. They do not believe in Christ. 
They gave them 20 specific phrases, and they said, we want you to relate these in the sense to Christianity. And, and when they went from the top to the bottom, nine out of the first 12 were negative. Y'all with me? Number one being what? That Christians are what? Did y'all catch it earlier? Hypocritical, all right? That they're just hypocrites. But then they went on to note that, man, most of them didn't just chew something, but when interviewed, they gave more data to the research. They weren't asked. Like, all they were asked to was bubble a, a, a certain survey, but they said, well, let me tell you why. And, and a lot of them, okay, uh, the, 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 the findings were rooted in specific stories of personal interactions with Christians and even in churches. And so here's the thing, as tough and as negative as this is to swallow, all right? But, but, but here's the thing. It wasn't just the result of, like we see a lot, media bashing or trashing Christianity, but, but it actually appears to be based on personal experience. And so it made me wonder, because a lot of times when we go out into the world and we want to try to be a light into a dark world, and we keep on hearing people of the world say, you're hypocritical, you're judgmental, you're old-fashioned. Sometimes I can just put that off to the side and say, man, they, they just they don't want to hear the things of God. But when an overwhelming population that is polled, almost 90% polled said, you're hypocritical, it's time to look in the mirror. Church family. It's time to look in the mirror. Man, like you see on, on the, the tagline on the bottom of the screen, it's time for us, the church, to start being the church. Because when polled, when asked, the world says they don't see us being Christians. They don't see us being the church. They see us being what? Hypocritical. And so you kind of got to think about this. And, and, and I was thinking, uh, it made me think of, what it says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 6, it says, Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. Check it out. I'm going to break it down one more time because some of y'all didn't hear it, all right? Whoever claims to live in Christ must be willing to walk the walk that Christ walked. Are y'all with me? Y'all have heard this phrase before. Don't just talk to talk, but y'all finish it for me. Walk the walk. Okay, okay, now, now, now everybody's heard it, so let's do it together, all right? Don't just talk to talk, but walk the walk. See, there's a lot of us that do church. We are not the church, all right? We're doing church. And we do church so well that it ends up being confusing, confusing to the outsiders looking in and even confusing to us because we think we're being the church. But instead, we're doing it so well, and we can talk the talk so well, and we can even church talk really well, but we forget that talk is just talk unless you what? Walk the walk. And uh, like we said, 1 John chapter 2. Verse 6, after claiming all these different attributes of, of what a Christ follower should do, then it sums it up by saying anybody that claims to live in Christ 
ought to be able to walk the walk, all right? Walk as Christ did. Like we said before, guys, it's time for the church to be the church. Man, uh, here's the thing. We sing songs and we talk the talk and we say things like, I'm running to your arms. I'm running to your arms. But when we leave here, our actions say something different. In fact, a lot of us, instead of running to his arms, we probably run to Facebook way more than we should. And not just Facebook, like, like spying on each other because we do that, right? Like, like somebody comes up and says, oh, man, the cutest picture of Mackenzie, you know, jumping off the couch, looking just like you, Justin, being wild and crazy. And I'm like, oh, man, how'd you know that? I didn't know that you liked it. Oh, no, I didn't like it. I just, I just, look, at all, I just look at all the stuff. You know what I'm saying? So we do it. We're, we're guilty. We might as well just say that we are. But I'm not talking about run to Facebook to just catch up on how cute kids are, all right, uh, uh, because Mackenzie's cute, all right. But we run to Facebook because it's our panic button. Y'all with me? Man, something's going on in your life. Let me just use the panic button. Let me just tell the world how bad it is. Man, election didn't work out. Let me just get on Facebook and just tell how bad everything is. Man, uh, your boss treated you wrong. Let me just get on Facebook and panic, all right? Man, uh, for right now, for whatever reason, mom and dad aren't, aren't working things out. Let me just get on Facebook and, and blast out their business. Or even worse, man, if your mom or dad actually disciplines you, let me just get on Facebook and say how much I hate them right now because that's our panic button. Instead of doing what we said in that song, man, I'm just running to your arms. So here's the thing. Over the next few minutes, I would like for us, to take a look at what we, okay, we meaning the church, Christ followers. And maybe after reading that verse that said, if we claim to be in Christ, then we need to walk Christ walk, then let's just call ourselves Jesus walkers, all right? Because I almost hate to use the word Christians, because instead of us living out like Christians, some of us are living out like Christians, are y'all with me? Did y'all catch that? Instead of being legitimate Christ followers, some of us just like the name tag, all right? So here's the thing. Check this out. Man, I uh, want to try to open up y'all's Bible and try to get y'all to focus on one verse, and it's found in Romans chapter 12. Ellie's going to put it on the screen, but man, if you have your Bible, go ahead and open it up to Romans chapter 12, and we're going to look at verse 9, Okay. Romans chapter 12, and we're going to be in verse 9. And man, if you would, man, let's just pray one more time and just ask uh, God to guide our thoughts and, and guide uh, this message. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, man, as our group here today, man, either flips over in their Bible, scrolls down on a phone, or, 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 or scrolls down on an iPad or iPod or, or Android or, or whatever way we get to the Word, Man, let's say they don't have the Bible in front of them, so, so they go to their pew Bible, or, or let's say they might not even know how to work that, so they just look on the screen. God, whatever means we got to get there, get us there. And let us hear what your word says. We ask all this in your son's precious and holy name. Amen. Check this out, guys. It's time for the church to be the church. Man, it's time that we should expect to see our spiritual legs, uh, you know, actually start growing up in Christ, all right? So we got to ask ourselves, man, where should these wobbly new legs begin to take us, okay? 
I'm going to be honest real quick, all right? I'm going to be honest real quick. Here's the thing. Check this out. Man, uh, there's some of us, all right? There's some of us that can relate to this. Uh, I, I, I was, I was uh, you know, hanging out with some of my married, my married guy friends, okay? And, and, and we started talking about being married, okay? And, and one thing that we all said, we said, man, if my wife would just maybe just like help me out a little bit, like maybe explain what she wants me to do, all right? Because I haven't quite decoded what she really wants me to do. And, and, and we were like, oh, yeah, no, you, you too? You, you don't know how to decode that? Man, if my wife would just tell me, okay? Well, guess what? She's telling us. We just need to pay attention, all right? And, and, and there's some of us that, that we say the same thing about God's principles and God's truth, and we say, oh, man, it's so hard to live countercultural in the world that we live in. But, 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 but man, if we just had a list or, 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 or somebody would just tell us what to do, guess what? Paul's telling us what to do, all right? Scripture's telling us what to do. Let's listen loud and clear. Right here, just some context, man. Uh, the first part of Romans chapter 12 that we all know and that we're familiar about is it, it, summing up how to live uh, and how to be a living sacrifice to God, okay? And, and, and I love verse 2 right here. It says, don't copy the behaviors and the customs of the world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect will of God. See, man, right here, we're challenged to be countercultural. And, and, and so some of us, we hear that challenge, but we say, but man, I need some specifics. Come on, Paul, tell me specifically what I could do. And so what we're going to do, man, is we're going to get started. And, and, and we're going to look at Romans chapter 12. And we're just going to look at that verse 9, all right? We're going to look at verse 9. And so here's the thing. Man, I want to try to challenge us, all of us in here, to not fall into the trap of thinking that we can be a healthy Christian without ever moving our spiritual legs. Because we can't do that. Guys, ladies, man, we can't be a healthy Christian without getting up and actually following Jesus. Because guess what? Healthy Christians... They always walk. Man, unless there's something seriously wrong. And see, we might fall down a lot, but that's only because we were walking in the first place. Man, anybody out there, any of y'all ever been skiing, snowboarding? Anybody? You know, just like, hoo hoo just like, get like, like, okay, two of us, me and James, all right? Uh, but actually, I know there's more, all right? Because I know some people right over here. Where's Tom, right? Tom, uh, man, he showed me what Breckenridge looked like, uh, you know, two years after they invented it, all right? It was awesome. He came into my office and, and showed me some old, uh, you know, programs and things like that, and, and my heart just melted. I said, really? Real, lift tickets, really? You used to only cost it, and now they caught, wait, what? And, and he said, well, Justin, no, you don't understand. That was still a lot, all right? And, and so here's the thing, man. I love going skiing with other people because it's always the stories at the end of the day that, that, that you just kind of got to grin about, all right? And, 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 and I love, like, when I went skiing a couple years ago with my father, all right? My father, athletic, basketballer, all right? But he just started skiing about 
35 years too late, okay? And, and so it's funny to see him and his buddies sit around the fire, and this is what they said. You know, like we come in, and we're all, like, tired, and we want to plop down. You know how we do, Miss Kilgore, right? Carolyn's got the cooking going, and we plop down, and, and, and people ask this question right here. So how many times did you fall? And I love it, man. My dad and his little crew, you know, they were bragging like, well, I only fell one time. Oh, oh, you fell one time? Well, 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 okay, I fell three times. And it was just funny. And the reason why I think that's funny is because, man, I used to be in that group, okay? And I'm not a great skier, all right? I'm not a great skier. But Zach Potts, man, my man Joe Kilgore, they gave up skiing a long time ago, and now they just, like, they do the snowboard, right? And they're cutting it up, and they're doing all these tricks, okay? And, and going down slopes would be cool, all right? But it's not cool for them. Because once you can do that, it's old. So, guys, tell me where y'all like to spend time. Y'all tell me. Y'all know where I'm going. The terrain park, all right? Because, see, while everybody else is just going through the nice little slopes, doing their thing, these guys drag me to the top of the mountain where there's ramps and rails and, 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 and skinny trails and way more things for me to die on, all right? And, and, and they're like, no, man, it's cool, it's cool. And, and, and they're doing tricks. They're jumping, whoo, and they're doing that right there. Man, there was one that, if you've ever been skiing, you know what a snow plow is, right? And, and, and so, like, I get up to the edge, and I'm like, y'all want me to actually do this? And they're like, yeah, just it's not scary. I said, I got a kid at home now. And they said, no, do it. And so I just snow plowed my way all the way down and said, wee. Oh, gosh, I'm never going to do that again, all right? But then Zach went it, and he just went, it's like, boom, he did that right there. And then Joe, this is awesome. See, Joe's the man. And Joe, like, gets more air than all of us. But on this time, you know where I'm going with, right, Joe? On this time, man, he got so much air. I mean, he was like way up there, right? But then he started coming down a little bit too fast. And, and, and the front of his board just plowed into the ground. And, and Joe, who never has snow on him unless it's actually falling from the sky, because he never falls down on the ground, he was just covered in snow. And we're like, ah! I mean, like, like good friends would say, oh, Joe, are you okay? But we're not good friends. We're like, ah! I got it on tape. I got it on video camera. I'm putting it on Twitter right now. Oh, man, I already Facebook. Everybody, you remember that day, right, Joe? But Joe got up, and then we watched the video, and we were like, okay, it doesn't even matter that he fell because he got 20 feet in the air. Y'all with me? It doesn't matter that he fell down because he was like way, way up there, and, and none of us could do that. But yet we get around the fire, and people are saying, I only fell one time. I only fell twice. You didn't get off the bunny slopes. You didn't even get on a ski lift. You got on one of these and it just kind of just pulled you up like 10 feet. That doesn't count. This man, he face planted, but he was 20 feet in the air. And so the same way with us, man, we might fall down, but it's only because we're walking, all right? Let's get to Romans chapter 12, verse 9. Listen to what it says. Listen to what Scripture says. It says right here, talking to us, man, we want to live countercultural. Man, we want to not be uh, the hypocritical people that were, that, that, that were the answer to that poll. We actually want to be Christ for others to see. So let's figure out how we do that. Verse 9, it says right here, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. 
may hold tightly to what is right. Guys, man, as we get into this thing, we got to figure out what it means to love. And not just what it means to love, but to love sincerely, okay? To actually not just pretend to love others. Because, see, we do that when we're doing church. See, when church is just something that we check a box off, then we come in and we bring all this baggage like normal, okay? But yet we flip on the switch and we say, oh, no, it's all good. How are you doing, brother? Let me give you a right hand of fellowship, anything I can help you with. And we're just smiling when we know that that's not necessarily where we really are. And then when somebody is really struggling, all right, but we give them one of these like, oh, hey, how's it doing? All we want to hear is, oh, it's good because we want to keep on walking. But every now and then it was like, oh, hey, how's it doing? And somebody actually has the nerve to want to stop us and tell us how it's really going, all right? Well, that's, that's called real life, and we don't really want to live that out, all right? And, 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 and so we say, man, I'll be praying for you. Don't say it. Don't say it if you don't mean it. Here's the thing. We, as Christ followers, as Jesus walkers, we don't need to fake love anybody. We don't need a fake love, man, our families. We don't need a fake love, our church family. And we sure don't need a fake love, the world. We don't need to act nice or be extra polite and then try to put a label on that and say, that's love. Because Jesus walkers, we are to love like Jesus did. Here's the thing. He wasn't always nice, but Christ came to serve. Christ came to give, and Christ came to die. So if you're looking for a full definition of what love is, man, go check out 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Y'all know what it is. I mean, you hear it at every wedding, and we're going to recap it. It says what love really is. It says love is patient, and love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Man, it does not demand its own way. It's not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but instead rejoices whenever truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Man, Shannon and I, we have felt the love of RBC. Two Fridays ago, we went to an appointment, and Shannon was put on bed rest until the baby comes. And the baby is not going to come until early March. And so Shannon said, what did I do to be put on house arrest when I didn't commit like a a crime, one of those harmless crimes like we talked about earlier. And, and, And so here's the thing, man, she was put on bed rest for the safety of the baby and RBC stepped up and showed love. RBC's been visiting, RBC's been calling, RBC's been bringing meals, man, been showing real love to us. And I believe that if we can show real love to each other, then we should show real love to the people outside these walls. Man, we should look for ways to reach our community. We should look for ways to not just be extra nice or polite, but actually love them. And I love how it says love never gives up, love never loses faith, And love is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. That's the kind of love. Man, as Christ followers, we are called to genuinely love. 
Man, second thing I want to tell you is we are called to hate evil, all right? So, so we're called to love and we're called to hate evil. And I'm not talking about some super villain with some kind of like, you know, crazy <laughs> type of laugh. That's not, I mean, evil includes every single thing that is against God. Man, we're called to hate that. This isn't just about people. This isn't just about certain social classes. This isn't just about, man, you know, hating certain type, but actually we're hating the sin. Man, it's not about the person, but it's about the sin. Jesus walkers, we learn to hate sin instead of loving it, including our own. Man, it's time for us to be a church that hates sin. Man, we got to hold our brothers and sisters in Christ accountable. But before we hold somebody else, we got to look in the mirror and we got to be able to look at our own life. We have to hate evil. We have to genuinely love. We have to hate evil. And then the last thing that we want to show y'all today is, man, we need to hold on to everything that is good. All right. We need to hold on to everything that is good. And maybe your translation doesn't say hold, but it says cling, okay? Man, the description of that is to grip so tight with the intention to never let go. Y'all with me? We need to basically find what is good and bear hug it, all right? We don't need to let go of it. And, and what is good? Well, good is anything that comes from God or anything that is for God or anything that is in service of God. Jesus walkers, we don't just shake hands with good, we embrace good. Man, some of you got a grin on because, man, y'all know, know the phrase from a funny movie that says, brothers don't just shake hands, brothers got to hug, all right? And he brings him in, he just hugs him real tight. And that's right there. Man, if we're going to be the church, we need to be willing to cling on to what is good. Here's the thing, and this hurts. You can't grab on to what is good if you haven't first let go of what is wrong. See, there's some of us that, man, we got a grip on what is wrong. We got a grip on what is bad. And then we're trying to also kind of like get down and, man, scoop a little good too, because we think that we could get it all. But that's not, man, the, that's not the uh, analogy that's going on right here. Man, uh, we're called to hold tight to what is good. And so, man, if we want to be the church, if we want to change maybe even the perception in Greenville, Texas, then let's be willing to say, man, as RBC church family, we don't want to do church anymore. Let's be willing to say, man, as a family and as a body of Christ, no matter what it takes, man, I want to be on board if it's to show real love to our community. Man, no matter what it takes, I want to be a part of it. Man, if it says that we're no longer going to hold tight to, to evil, but instead we're actually going to hate what is evil. And then, man, I want to be a part of a church that says, man, while we're letting go of evil, man, we want to hold tight onto everything that is good. Just thinking about what we talked about, just in that ninth verse of Romans chapter 12, man, I want to ask you a couple of things. 
Man, I want to ask you, why is it so hard for us to hate sin? Why is it so hard? What would help us hate sin better? But another thing I want you to ask is, what good in your life could you actually be holding on to even more tightly? Not just holding on to some good, holding on to some evil, but, but, but what is it that you're holding on to that you could actually grip, actually cling to more tightly? Two last things. Man, when we ask and when we think about walking like Christ walked, Man, what does that idea mean to you? What do you expect to see yourself doing if you're walking more like him as you continue to grow as a Christian? Ask yourself, what should be different about us for non-Christians to see? If you want to go deeper, if you want to be challenged further, go home and read the complete 12th chapter of Romans. Continue through verse 9 all the way to verse 21 and take notes on what we as the church ought to be living like. I want to ask you to ask God to help you understand what it means to walk as Jesus did. And not only ask him for that understanding, but then ask him to help you to do that. I also want you to ask God to help you to love sincerely, to be willing to hate what is evil, and to be willing to hold on to what is good. Let me pray for us.